Welcome to the Life Creation Podcast. I'm your host, Andrina Tisi. Together, we will explore thoughts, inspirations, and conversations that feed our soul, spark the mind, and nourish the body. Thank you so much for being here to learn and grow and for walking this journey called life with me. Hello, welcome to another episode of the Life Creation Podcast. Today, I'm thrilled to share a conversation with you with Patricia Polyashek, and I really hope I pronounce her last name correctly. I have a feeling I'm not, so apologies, Patricia. <laughs> I found Patricia via her amazing Instagram account, Women Collect Collaborate, we Coco, and I highly encourage you to check that out. Patricia's work is about boosting agile transformation, solution development, communication, collaboration, and co-creation. And we talk in quite some detail about all of that. One of our threads in our conversation is the concept of unlearning, rethinking, and rebuilding together where also her motto of nothing changes if nothing changes comes in. Patricia has a background of 14 years of corporate communication and investor relations at listed tech companies. And she really is, and you will notice that in our conversation, a forward thinker, innovation leader, and a serial entrepreneur with profound experience in discovering and unlocking growth opportunities across organizations and cultures. And with her background in digital transformation, she is helping small and large companies to get better at the 21st century innovation. Being a lateral thinker, she keeps trying new progressive ways, experimenting with digital tools and developing strategies that are often unconventional but always purposeful. And now Patricia is wearing so many different hats and is involved in different projects. Some which is, she's a co-founder of James Char. She's the founder and equality advocator at VCOCO, like I mentioned, and she is co-founder and facilitator at Boost to Rethink. And of course, you will find all these things in the show notes linked. And from our conversation, I really wish you inspirations and lots of food for thought, as well as this intro may sound very business related, but it's life. It's very life related. And we also talk about how business and personal is not separated anymore, like it maybe used to be years ago. So enjoy listening in. 
Hi, Patricia. How are you? Hi, Andrina. Very well. And I'm very curious um, about your interview today. I'm curious. <laughs> and as with every guest, we start with the fun little icebreaker that I call This or That. And I'm just going to hit you. And you can answer completely intuitively. And I also know that today is like that. Yesterday made, was different and tomorrow is another day as well. So just what resonates right now with you. Okay. Mountains or ocean? Ocean. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Cats or dogs? Dogs. Appetizer or dessert? Appetizer. Book or movie? Book. Good. Thank you. Now, of course, I'm curious, what kind of book? <laughs> uh -huh. I mean, right now I'm um, reading uh, about inclusive leadership. Mm -hmm. Yes. And what else? Yeah. And, and I love tiny books with uh, inspiring affirmations. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, I have a couple of those too. They're great on the nightstand. And then you can just... Exactly. Right? To calm your mind. Totally. <laughs> and just before, for the listeners to know, before we hit record, um, we're talking about the busyness of our time. And, you know, I think we all have a feeling at one point that's going to end, but I think it's not. And I think it ties also very nicely into our conversation today you know, where we live in a very fast-paced time and polarities are getting bigger instead of, you know, maybe what we, some of us hope for, that they would get a little bit smaller. And, you know, you beautifully say, let's unlearn, rethink, rebuild together. And I really love that so much. So... How can we foster our relationships in, you know, our businesses, in our collaborations? And of course, the word collaboration, we go into a little bit more details in that. But what are your thoughts on that? Hmm, well said, because uh, business nowadays, it's like, you know, it's one. It's not only business and private life. It's all together. That's how I see. It's like, um, yeah. Uh, you, you cannot balance them. You ju can just choose the way you want to live it, live your life. And you have only one life, right? And when it comes to, to new ways of collaboration, what you were asking for is uh, in, from my perspective, and this is a very personal story, it's mainly about curiosity mm -hmm. and being open, being open, whatever comes That means that you are not open to know already what you expect because this is not really being open, but really open for different um, perspectives, different opinions, uh, all kinds of um, differences like we people are. We are all different. And this is, this is the, the main asset of um, humanity yeah 
it's not too big it's it's the main asset of humanity and the question is how do we embrace it and the million dollar the million dollar question <laughs> Yeah, maybe that, that's a good idea. <laughs> How do you embrace differences? I mean, are you are you irritated or blocked or, or stressed? Or it depends about the topic? Or do you think, no, I'm I'm really open. Whatever comes, that comes. And I'm not irritated at all. I get irritated. <laughs> um, I think especially initial irritation right and then I think I've I have the tools or I've learned the tools to take a step back and to notice my irritation and I also think that when something is irritating me or triggering me has more to do with myself than with maybe the other person so you know we can you know, there is also this, this concept of shadow work, right? That, that can come in, right? Um, but I also love the aspect of agreeing to disagree, yeah, right? Yeah. So I feel, hey, you, ha you have, and I actually did a podcast um, episode not too long ago on our truth, Right. And I think it goes into that. And what's my truth is not your truth, but I'm respecting your truth. And I think when it becomes challenging is, is that when I have the feeling my truth is the ultimate truth and it has to be your truth as well. Um, yeah, that's my thoughts. Do you get irritated? Yes, definitely. I hope a little bit less since uh, I was very curious to find out more about that. Mm -hmm. um, my story is maybe to, to explain my background a little bit better. Yes, uh, I would love to actually. That was, I have to know my It's <laughs> <laughs> perfect. <laughs> not the business, not my business background, but as, as you know, I, I'm an immigrant. Yes. In 1981, my parents decided to leave um, the communistic uh, Poland mm -hmm. and, um, and come to Switzerland. And at the beginning, I didn't know a word in, in German, not, not Swiss German. Uh, it was really hard for me at the beginning because I wanted to communicate, to communicate with other children. How old were uh, you? Six. Yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, but first I had to to learn the language, mm -hmm. and this might be something interesting. What happens when you don't know the the language that someone else is speaking? And um, on my journey, I try to find different methods how to break it down down to the to the essential message. And one method was, for example, Lego Serious Play. <laughs> Love Because it. Although, although we, we do it uh, either in German or in, in English, 
but still, uh, Lego series play is all about metaphors. That means whatever you think or whatever your opinion is about something or your vision or I, your idea that you want to share with others, you do it with a, with a model that you have built with Lego bricks. Okay, and you explain everything um, by referring to this model and not to your personal thoughts or opinions. Um, it's, it, it, you know, it's, it's like you, you take out the tension in the room, especially when you, you are in a, in a business environment and people are, or the management is speaking about the strategy they do believe they speak about the same because they see the same PowerPoint slides and the same strategy papers, but that's not. And it's so powerful to use this metaphor and to create a true common understanding. And I would say, I never tried it actually. This might be a very interesting experiment, trying it with people who don't know the same language. But it, it, um, sharing their ideas with with this uh, uh, Lego series play models, uh, we need to try that out once. <laughs> be a fun experiment. But I like what you said in terms of that example of you know the simple aspect of a PowerPoint, which I think you know we think it's so clear. Like even when we. Um, if you want to explain something for us, it's very clear, clear what, what it is, but for somebody else, they're, they're not seeing what we're seeing. And one of my favorite um, quotes, I guess, is um, I don't see the things the way they are. I see them the way I am. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's for me, it's kind of that everything is a mirror of myself. And I always also think in terms of art, like I look at a painting or a photography and I, and I see that and I like that or I don't like that and somebody else looks, sees completely something different, right? So, you know, you started a little bit with your, with your journey or, or how, you know, your curiosity maybe started as a six-year-old girl, which is super cute. And... Maybe you can tell us a little bit more about the journey or how you got into this innovation, future designer, and, you know, just a lateral thinker, you know, completely what you touched on a little bit, thinking out the box and staying curious, because I think we're in a time where this openness and this curiosity is so 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 important absolutely true so true but it's difficult it's difficult it is difficult I, that's why it's so important right because it's so different it gets more and more difficult and i think it also gets more and more important absolutely true and it's something that is rather um, an emotional skill than a rational skill yeah so practicing it, it's, it depends on the, on the person. But still, I, I believe we, it's like a muscle that you can train. And, and how can we practice it? 
Um, <laughs> good question. Let me start. Let me get back to your first question. Okay. okay sorry. So how it started, because as you know, um, I was uh, in a corporate environment for 14 years. Uh, worked in corporate communications and investor relations uh, for Swiss-listed uh, companies, always tech companies. Um, so it was absolutely 100% communication, but nevertheless, most of my colleagues, they called me like, a, like a, an internal innovation lab at that oh time. Imagine, imagine. I know labs, innovation labs are... are um, I mean, the, we know all of them and uh, it's normal nowadays, but at that time it was not normal at all. Uh, a couple of years ago, when I decided to leave co the corporate world, I thought that I need to continue um, in communications. But it didn't fulfill me in the way that I was expecting. There was still some emptiness and I, I didn't know how to nurture my, my uh, curiosity, how to nurture my desire for creativity, being creative, creating something new, and also to live the joy of experimentation. Oh, I love that. Live the joy of innovation experimentation experimentation and it might happen that's innovative but you never know you never know <laughs> well because you're just experimenting with it and i think then it becomes playful yes yes exactly yes love that i love that it needs to be playful it needs to be playful chaotic and and um yes still with a with a small part of of um how do you say child childness no mm -hmm. tell me the, yeah childness yeah, being so. childish being childish yeah in a good way being yeah, childish in a good way in a healthy way in a healthy way i mean the, this world became so heavy <laughs> right? like that's why i'm just saying in a good way well why is childish negative right but it became and it's such a label right Exactly. So uh, this is how my journey after the corporate world ended. Well, not ended, but started, restarted. You see, I, I did the same procedure, what I claim for others, to unlearn, to rethink and to rebuild together. So this is where my journey started. For myself, to unlearn. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm still on this journey. It's never ended or finalized. It's, it's something that you practice because you asked, how do you practice this muscle? Mm -hmm. um, I try, I fail, I retry, I fail maybe again, then I retry again, and then I learn. And then I change something in my behavior or in my experimentation. And to be honest, the creating 
an Instagram account called Women Connect Collaborate was like the initial point, which gave me a channel for my voice. I was not courageous enough to speak out loudly as Patricia, but I was courageous enough to speak out loudly as Women Connect Collaborate. Well, it's courageous to be honest about that. Today, yes, you're right. Today. <laughs> it's a beautiful Instagram account. And of course, we'll link it. Anybody follow it. It's absolutely amazing. I love it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And you see this amazing gift that I received. Thanks to this channel that uh, allows me to share um, my, my thoughts, my beliefs my ideas, it attracts other people that are also looking to, for something new and are open enough to embrace those differences, mm -hmm. to say, okay, we, we do not expect to, to do it as we did it the last hundreds of years. We want to change something. And I think, you know, the... Um... Human beings, they, and I can't really say, you know, the, the way I wanted to say, because I can't remember how it is said, but, you know, we want change, but we resist change, right? We want um, evolution, but we don't want to change. And another thing that, you know, you also say is like, nothing changes if nothing changes. And, and on the other hand, it's like, the only constant is change. But we really don't like change. <laughs> no, no. Ah, here is something I would like to share with you. Please. Because usually uh, when people say, well, but I do not like change. And then um, sometimes coaches or, or good mentors are, are uh, saying, yeah, you need to go out of your comfort zone. And uh, recently I have learned something new and it helped me a lot to get rid of this idea. Get out of your comfort zone because uh, success or the magic happens outside of uh, your comfort zone. And uh, a friend of mine, she told me, well, How about this mind shift? Let's enlarge our comfort zone. Let's make it bigger. And I love that. I feel much more comfortable with that because I, I still stay in my comfort zone where I feel well. I feel powerful, energetic and creative, everything in a positive way. And I constantly enlarge my comfort zone. That's fantastic. It is. It reminds me of traveling when we widen our horizon. You know, traveling for me is always like a widening of, 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 of horizon. Yeah, like not only like, like literally, but also in my mind, in my heart. And But I also come back to my home, you know. So I, th that, I just had to think of that when you said that. And I love that. It just makes everything bigger and it seems more spacious. Right, so exactly. I, do, I do really like that as well. Um, for you, 
what is the difference between collaboration and cooperation? No, sorry, collaboration and co-creation. I will tell you. Tell me. May I ask you to share your understanding? Yes, absolutely. Um, Co-creation for me is like the word kind of says it's creating it's it's creating something together with somebody that can be one other person it can also be you know 10 other people or you know 100 other people but it's creating something together and collaboration for me I think it's more you have your thing, I have my thing, and we exchange our ideas. It's almost like a little bit maybe more a masterminding aspect. But maybe I also recommend you and you also recommend me. Yeah, it's a good question. <laughs> Okay. Have, very to, interesting i mean yeah this is my... imagine when we would be collecting all the interpretation of collaboration and co-creation mm. these are buzzwords right these are buzzwords and people are using them like you know like it's for free <laughs> yeah so Tell me, <laughs> first of all, what is yours? And second of all, is there a quote-unquote right <laughs> definition? So I tell you, I, I didn't Google it. I didn't mm -hmm. Google it because this is something that everyone can do for herself or himself. I didn't check Wikipedia either. <laughs> My personal interpretation of collaboration is when it's about collaboration and it doesn't matter if it's just a team if these are two persons or an entire organization in collaboration you define and you have a clear target okay and then you just define how you want to reach this within your collaboration Okay. What are the roles? What are the tasks? What are the milestones, etc.? How you reach that defined, predefined goal. When it comes to co-creation, the goal is completely unclear. You have no clue where you end up. You just open up. You open curiosity, creativity. You start interacting and you don't know what's going to happen and where it's going to bring you. And this is more like into going into the experimental collaboration. But you cannot define the, the, the goal from the beginning. I love it. It's good. I learned something. <laughs> well, it's my interpretation. You can Google it afterwards. <laughs> Okay, so this is, I don't think I've ever done that in a podcast, but 
I'm inviting the listener to just think for themselves what it is for them before they Google it, because I'm sure everybody's going to Google it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And just, and you know, that comes back to what you said at the beginning, you know, we're all different and it comes back to the, to the PowerPoint, right? You have collaboration on there on the PowerPoint and you have co-creation on there. And then you have 50 people in the room and you probably have at least 25, probably 50 different <laughs> answers, right? Exactly. And imagine now what, why collaboration became so important during the last one and a half years. Because suddenly you have more players. How I understand players is in the meaning of not only human beings, but also machines and tools and channels. And we just started to collaborate on on those tools or with these tools in these channels without agreeing how we are going to use them. And this is now the most common case during the last months that I'm trying to support with just to define, okay, how are we going to use that tool? Ah, you understand it like this. Ah, you understand it differently. Oh, what a surprise. And that's why so many people are um, frustrated. Okay. can Can you explain it a little bit more? I'm not sure if I'm understanding it right. Well, in the, in the offline world, yes. when everyone was not uh, at home, but mm-hmm. at the office, where you could exchange your perception of someone's behavior, um, let's say in the email or in the messenger, you, could, you were always able more or less to clarify it at lunch or during the coffee break to speak to that person. Why did you do that? Or why did you define it like this? I do not understand. And right now people are more confused because they don't have these tiny clarification islands, you know, and they just collect it, collect it, and they are more and more frustrated. Yeah, because they also then the frustration builds upon each other, right? Like if a misunderstanding is built upon a misunderstanding and then you don't understand each other, but you don't understand where the misunderstanding is. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then you come in and you like try to make the mess unmessy. <laughs> totally. But you see, this was my eye opener this year. Wow, how close is a new work? to communication because here you have to connect the dots Mm -hmm. and let the information flow and you just need to find a new way okay in a in a virtual environment how do we make sure that all the necessary information can flow and how can we make sure i need the experience you can you cannot really force people mm-hmm. to share the information because it has also a lot. Well, in, in the corporate environment, it has, it has a lot to do with politics. 
and psychological safety. It's still a game, hmm? unfortunately. Um, So what you can do, and this is what what I was trying to practice also with with my virtual team or or in other teams. Okay, let's plan also meetings or virtual uh, meetings, chats, but totally private. Mm -hmm. Nothing about the job. Why is that? Because this is one one, uh, possible tool to build up trust because you you interact in a different way. You speak about families, you speak about, yeah, maybe even health or your private life, uh, but you, you gain a different connection between the people. And trust is so important. As soon as you build trust, the information flows naturally. Naturally, yeah. Yeah, I've heard it from different companies that they exactly tried to do that, like the coffee break or, you know, you still have lunch together. And I mean, now it's, I guess the home office is not as strict anymore as it was, but um, for some people, they liked it, but I've also heard that in the long run, it didn't work. They tried it, but then, you know, it kind of fizzled out. And that's the thing, I think, when you're in person, there is also this spontaneity that is part of it. And when you say like, okay, let's meet for coffee at 10.15 tomorrow morning, it's planned. And other than it's like maybe at 10 o'clock, I come over to your desk and say like, hey, do you want to go for coffee? And you're like, yeah, give me 15 minutes. (laughs) I need to finish up this email, right? So it's but I do think, I mean, with every situation, there is, there is, you know, pros and cons, obviously. I do think in terms of, you know, this whole aspect of unlearning, rethinking and rebuilding together, I do think that we were on like a crash course over the last year and a half. Definitely. And... I think also to be gentle with ourselves, not to, you know, accept or think that we need to have figured out right away and everything because it's a completely different situation than two years ago, right? Nobody thought that we would be where we are two years ago, right? Um, You touched on a little bit of cooperation and I would like to also see your thoughts on, you know, of course we have like the big corporation, we have, different forms of organizations, um, but we also have startups and um, solo entrepreneurs and, you know, maybe they have um, some consultants that they work with or a virtual assistant or, you know, but there's so many different aspects. And I know you do um, work with all sorts of people. So I'm sure you see differences in yeah, also this this corporate culture, whether it is um, or business culture, and at the beginning we also said, well, there is no separation anymore of personal and business, right? I do think 
10, 20 years ago, that was a clear cut. Now it's not, right? Whether you're self-employed and you work for yourself or you're employed, right? It's, 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 it, it used to be that you're employed and then at five o'clock you close the office door and you're done. That's not the case anymore, right? And yeah, I'm curious what you see, you know, in the different aspects of those different work environments. Specifically on um, corporates and startups, or For example, yeah, corporate and startup. Maybe also the size of company. I mean, startups are normally smaller than than bigger comp- um, companies. Um, yeah, and just the corporate culture. Maybe also in terms of you know diversity, inclusion is a big is a big topic. Um, yeah, and maybe also in terms of this whole. Yeah, I'm coming back to the unlearn, rethink, and rebuild, right? Like, is it is it is one aspect more agile than the other? For example, is a startup more agile or not? Like, I don't, you know, or is a corporation more, or what makes some setup more agile? For example, well, you said something very important um, at the beginning that. Our current situation is not the same like two years ago, right? And what I'm observing that not only startups, but also uh, corporates, larger companies, worldwide companies are really, really trying their best to turn around the big, big ship. And it's a large ship. And then it's really, it takes more time. Yes. But still, let's let's break it down to the people because this is what counts, right? With with people you can you can do enormous enormous transformation and have a great effect on everything what has to do with agile culture, collaborative and innovative culture. And then in that case, it doesn't matter if you're a startup or a corporate. What is important, it's not only, it's it's a bit more complicated. It's not just being diverse and wow, you're successful. Not at all. It's actually all this, what I call the three (laughs) important letters, D-I-B. Diversity, inclusion, and belonging. Nice. The, the, a very important human need. You want to be part of something. We are social, social human, human beings. We are not made to stay or be alone. We want to belong to something or someone and be part of a project or an initiative or an idea or a vision, whatever. And this is where it comes to really a human human approach to a human uh, approach in every kind of constellation, if it's an organization or just a team. Like enable them with diversity, which simply me- means stay open, don't exclude anybody. 
Um, and this is not only for the quota. Huh? <laughs> it's not um, like having all different kind of cultures or, or skin colors or genders um, in, in your team, not at all. It just being open and then inclusion comes naturally. Actually, inclusion makes the diversity work. That's how I see it. Because inclusion says, okay, we embrace the differences. We are open and we listen to each other. And um, what comes in my mind is really what I learned in during my facilitation trainings that really like working alone together, allowing to work alone together. That means that you, you create your own thoughts, your own ideas, and then you make it part of the team. And you allow it that others have other ideas or a different understanding. And combining it, this is what co-creation is all about. And ultimately, when this works, as I said, not only diversity, but also inclusion, then belonging makes the, every person like jump out of the bed in the morning. And how wonderful is that? When you're really passionate about what you do and what you do with others together. I, when I still worked in corporate, in hotels, you know, I, I always, or not always, but I learned over the years that it doesn't matter which hotel you work for. I was like, I can work for a two-star hotel, the most shiniest hotel on Park Avenue in New York. It doesn't matter. What matters is who I work for and who I work with. And I think that's exactly what you're saying. And then it becomes personal. And that's why it's not business or personal. Exactly. How wonderful is that? I love it. So if you find the bodies mm -hmm. that you can cope with them, every challenge that comes to you, how wonderful is that? It, it is absolutely. I mean, I, I have some co-creations <laughs> and collaborations and you know, it's so wonderful when you are, when you can kind of steer the ship together, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And it makes it, because then you also know, like, it, it, that comes in belonging, you know, you're not alone, right? And sometimes, like, especially as a, you know, entrepreneur and, and, and making decisions every every day, like a gazillion times, right? And it's so nice to sometimes be like, hey, what do you think? <laughs> yes. Um, and sometimes it's not, not always helpful to get the, get the feedback from a family member. No. <laughs> sometimes it is, but sometimes it's not. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> well, but sometimes it's also, and I think that also comes back to, you know, the beginning what you said, this 
this curiosity of being bigger because sometimes we are also in our bubble. And maybe then we also have the people in our circle that are in the same bubble. Yes. And then an outside person, right? Whether that's family or not, <laughs> maybe not in that bubble, but can also poke a little bit and say like, hey, have you thought of that? Or have you looked at that? Or, or, or and of course, then also like, of course, consulting and coaching and all that also comes in because we then learn to maybe look at the ship from a different angle. <laughs> yes, yes. Right? And then again, we, 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 we relearn, right? And then the whole cycle restarts. Absolutely. It's never ending. It's never ending. <laughs> never ending. Because the moment we, we think we've figured it out, we, we learn something new. And I think that's also embracing, embracing learning. I think it's also, I, I love it. But of course, sometimes it's also exhausting. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? So for you to stay on this journey, right? I always kind of towards the end. And I think we've, we've had a really wonderful wrap with this um, last kinds of, for me, aha moment. But for you to stay on this journey and to, you know, be in this, this open-minded and to kind of seeing the big picture and allowing the comfort zone to grow. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have a mantra or a motto that kind of guides you i believe one you have already mentioned okay. as i told you well i have this this tiny books with affirmations so i feel quite fast inspired by something <laughs> just read my my instagram feed and then you know <laughs> but yes you're right i mean my my trigger, my personal trigger is really nothing changes if nothing changes. Mm -hmm. And this is really a, an important part of experimentation. You 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 put one one brick somewhere else or you you change an element and you have a completely different outcome. And this is what I love. And for this, we need also courage. <sighs> And I try, I try to be courageous every single day. Yeah. Thank you so much, Patricia. I think this is a wonderful wrap for our conversation. Thank you so much for being my guest in the Life Creation Podcast. Thank you so much. One of the things I love about doing this podcast is that I get so inspired by my guests and every time I learn so much. And this conversation was no different. I love so many different aspects of this talk and I'm really happy that I'm able to see Patricia in person in a few weeks so that we can continue this conversation and my big takeaways from this conversation is really allowing our comfort zone to expand embracing our journey of unlearning rethinking and rebuilding and to keep remembering 
that my reality is not somebody else's reality. So my dears, I really hope this made you feel courageous to embrace change, big or small, and to one more time learn that nothing changes if nothing changes. And to also be soft with yourself in the process of the constant flux and change. In the show notes, you will find all the links to learn more about Patricia and the wonderful work she's doing in this world. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here and for allowing Patricia and I to be in your ears and to witness our thoughts and also our processes. Much love to you and see, hear, talk to you soon.